So hey there, and welcome to KD's Place, the podcast for the geek in you. I'm your host, KD. So as I did in my first podcast, I'm thinking I should once again do one of those who is this guy type of intros. So I'm the author of a number of series, the Dreamweaver series, the Adrian's Children series, the Urban Legends series, and the Iska series. And yeah, heads up, also drink coffee. I'm a solo grande mocha zebra type of guy. With whip, of course. So yeah, forgive me in advance if I pause and you hear a sip slip. Wait, sip slip or slip sip? I don't know, either or. So anyway, you can read what each of the series is about by going to katiewebster.com. I'm also on Facebook, where a good majority of my posts are skits featuring characters from my books interacting with each other. I think that's a bit harder to explain. Much easier to just see for yourself. Find me on Facebook under KD Webster. I'm also on Twitter. You can find me at KD Webster 4. That's KD Webster, the number 4. Got it? Okay, time to podcast. So you know that saying, I may not know much about art, but I know what I like? Kind of going to apply it here. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about comic book heroes. Now, since this is a topic I can go on and on about, thought I'd dial it in a bit and be a bit more specific. So no mutants will be on this one. And I'll tell you why towards the end of the podcast. Also, no women. Well, hold on, hold on a bit. Hold on, slow down. That one I can tell you now. Because I plan to do a separate episode showcasing superhero heroines. I know I just jacked that up. So wait, superhero, superhero wings? Superhero wines? See, this is what happens when you don't actually hear the word. Like that G-I-F, you know, is it GIF or is it GIF? So anyway, I'm also going to narrow it down to a magnificent seven. Plus two more for honorable mentions. So these are my top seven favorite comic book heroes. Now, they're in no particular order other than Batman is my number one. Now, I won't go all into the origins or lore or anything like that. I'll say that for future discussion. I know that all of these have been featured in movies and TV shows and animation. With that said, I'll just be referring to their comic book versions. Also, I know there are countless more popular, more powerful heroes out there. Hence, me paring down the list to a more manageable number. Hence, me saying my favorites. And hence, me having the chance to use the word hence. So let's dive in, shall we? So we're gonna start with number seven and work our way down. So at number seven is the Falcon. 
I gotta admit, I didn't get into the Falcon until Marvel debuted the Ultimate line of comics. Ultimate Comics was a line of comic books set outside the continuity of mainstream Marvel Comics. There, the Avengers were called the Ultimates. And Mr. Fantastic, of the Fantastic Four, well, he wasn't exactly fantastic. Not in a good way, anyway. Incidentally, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, that version of the Avengers is loosely based on the Ultimates more than the mainstream Avengers. There in the Ultimate Universe, Sam Wilson was more than just a guy with exo wings. He had the brains to go with it. I'm glad the MCU went with this incarnation of Wilson when he joined Captain America in the Winter Soldier movie. He felt more like a partner in Avenger than the sidekick he came across as during the 70s and 80s. In the mainstream Marvel comics, he was a community activist. He's a military man who's as comfortable being a leader as he is a follower and team player. In the comics, he even took over for Steve Rogers, filling in as Captain America for a stint. Next up at number six, we have Daredevil, Red Man, Hornhead, Devil Man, DD, The Man Without Fear, The Guardian of Hell's Kitchen. Who knew the blind lawyer Matt Murdock could have so many nicknames? His powers are sensory, his sense of smell, hearing, taste, touch, all heightened to a superhuman degree. Plus he has this radar sense that allows him to see the world around him in outlines and shapes all within a 360 degree range. By the way, when I said see, I did my fingers in air quotes. Anyway, outside of that, he has no outwardly discernible powers, no laser beams or super strength, just a willingness to do what's right, to right wrongs, to seek justice, even if it's outside the law. Matt Murdock honed his body and fighting skills through years of rigorous training. So what puts Daredevil on this list? Well, he's a street-level hero. That guy who makes you believe he's one of us. He gets knocked down, he gets back up. He's had his share of hard knocks in life, had everything taken away from him, lost his share of loved ones. Still, he stays in the fight. Daredevil makes you believe that no matter the obstacle, the only thing we have to fear is nothing. So at number five, we have Luke Cage. His real name was Carl Lucas before he had illegally changed to Lucas Cage. Sorry, but I just can't bring myself to address him by his comic book name. (laughs) Power Man. Yeah, I know. Far as I'm concerned, it should have been Luke Cage from Jump Street. Like Daredevil, Luke is a street-level hero. But unlike Daredevil, Cage started on the opposite side of the law. 
In fact, he got his enhanced strength and unbreakable bulletproof skin during an experiment he was a part of while in prison. He started out as a hero for hire, partnering with Danny Rand, who's better known as Iron Fist. Over the years, his roles in comics has evolved. He would eventually find lasting love with Jessica Jones, who's a hero in her own right. I am not about to try that word heroin again. I see that just sounded like heroin the drug. Anyway, and he would join the Avengers, even leading a version of the team for a time. So here's a fun fact. Luke Cage has the distinction of being the first black superhero to be featured as the title character of a comic book. So here's another fun fact. As I'm doing this part of the podcast, I have that opening theme for the Netflix Luke Cage series playing in the background. I mean, if you're going to be a superhero, you should have a theme song, right? Or at least theme music. And if you're going to have theme music, it should be like Luke's. Kind of has that Shaft vibe going for it, you know? I mean, yeah, Shaft had no powers and he was just a man. But Shaft was a bad mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Shaft. At number four, Nightwing. Pretty much anything said about Batman can be copied and pasted here. Richard Grayson's parents were murdered in front of him. Orphaned and angry, Batman took that anger harnessed and channeled it. For years he trained on the Batman, most of it on the job. He would eventually be skilled in the craft of deduction, an excellent hand-to-hand combatant, and a leader in his own right. The original Robin, Grayson was the first sidekick to come into his own identity and become Nightwing, a nod to both Batman and Superman. He's led various teams, but most notably the Titans. He has cool toys like his mentor, but relies more on his acrobatic skills and fighting sticks than anything else. What puts him on this list is this. Like Batman, he has an unwavering sense of resolve. He accepts that he's flawed, yet always finds a way to rise above. Those on his good side, he treats like family. But cross that line of his, and he's coming at you with everything he's got. So now we come to number three. And a king holds this spot. Black Panther. He's valued as much for his intellect as the suit he wears. T'Challa is a world-class hero and a king. He always puts the needs of his nation of Wakanda first. With the exception of his possessing enhanced abilities achieved through the ancient Wakanda ritual of drinking the essence of the heart-shaped herb, notice how I said that real slow to make sure I got it right. Anyway, The Black Panther could easily be compared to Batman in skill, physical training, access to wealth, and his sense of resolve. 
He's been a part of some of the biggest Avengers storylines. He was with the Avengers when Thor uttered those powerful seven words. Ultron, we would have words with thee. He was a member of the Illuminati, and he has stood as a member of the Fantastic Four, as a guardian of Hell's Kitchen for Daredevil, and has led his own team of Avengers. One of my favorite quotes was during the Infinity War story arc. Not the one in the movies, but the one in the comic books. Black Panther said this while he was fighting a black dwarf. I am who you are looking for. I am the Black Panther, King of the Dead, and soon to be your new Lord. Long live the King. So at number two, we have Captain America. Now I would imagine Steve Rogers would be somewhere on just about everyone's list. The story of the local boy who just wanted to serve his country. Well, he would do much more than that as a result of the super soldier serum. Now, like Batman, Captain America became more than just a hero. He became a symbol. A symbol of freedom, for leadership, and fighting not just for the world, but for the common man. I mean, I was halfway tempted to play the Star Spangled Banner in the background while I did this part. His shield is every bit as symbolic as he is. I mean, he can sling that thing like a frisbee and make it come back like a boomerang. He's a master of various fighting styles an expert tactician, and a field commander. Every word out of Cap's mouth sounds like a motivational self-help line. In fact, Twitter once had a thing asking who gives the best inspirational speeches, Captain America or Optimus Prime? I mean, yeah, I like the Transformers, but my vote went to Rogers. Two things of note here. One, although he has led the team on a number of occasions, Captain America was not a founding member of the Avengers, and he definitely was not the first Avenger. And two, aside from his slow aging and advanced healing, Captain America's powers are more considered to be the pinnacle of human potential and operates at peak physical performance due to his enhancement of the Uh, well, via the Super Soldier Serum. Basically, his power set, his agility, his strength, speed, and stamina is akin to just above Olympic level as opposed to being outright superhuman. So now we're here at number one. And yeah, you already know. Batman. His mind and body at its peak, a high threshold for pain, ultra cool gadgets, and yeah, I gotta say it, where does he get those wonderful toys? He's always thinking two steps ahead. He'll always have a plan B. Bruce Wayne took a childhood tragedy and bent it to his will. 
He always asks the uncomfortable what ifs and comes up with an appropriate response. He has no powers, just skill and intellect, which makes Batman a symbol one could attain to. But to me, what puts him at the number one on this list? His sense of resolve. He will do whatever it takes just short of killing to get the job done. He doesn't quit. If there's a way, he will find it. One of my favorite Justice League storylines is the Tower of Babel. Batman had a plan to take down each member of the Justice League should the need arise. One of his enemies uncovered those plans and used it to ambush each team member. When it was all said and done, and after the day was saved, Batman would get kicked out of the Justice League, albeit just for a brief time. None of the other members would even think to come up with ways to take each other down. But Batman did. Because what if one of them did go rogue? What would the others do? Would they even know what to do? Batman knew, and Batman did. Superman once gave him a piece of kryptonite because he knew of all the members of the Justice League. Should Superman turn rogue, Batman wouldn't hesitate to use it. Wonder Woman once said during a fight against Batman, I'm making the same mistakes as his enemies. I'm underestimating him. Even some of Superman's enemies fear the Dark Knight before they fear the Man of Steel. Batman is the only member of the Justice League that Darkseid respects. Batman is considered part of the DC Comics trinity, alongside Superman and Wonder Woman. He's the other half of the world's finest, right beside Superman. He's the world's greatest detective. His fighting skills are upper class. If he ever sets his sights on you, best to just give up and turn yourself in. Because one way or another, supervillain or common thief, Batman will find you. Batman will fight you. Batman will take you down. So there you have it. My seven faves. What do you think? Any of them on any list of yours? Let me know. Now I said there were two I have for honorable mention. One of these is Conan. Conan, the talk show host, tall, red hair, and armed with a comedic wit that... (laughs) Okay, 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 my bad. Let's start over. Conan, the Barbarian. Conan, the Barbarian, also known as Conan, the Sumerian, but not to be confused with Conan, the Librarian. You know what? (laughs) Let's just call him Conan. Conan's not your typical hero. No costumes, no superpowers, no special suit of armor. His stories aren't even set in New York City or Gotham City or Africa, not even in modern times. It's set in an age, 
the Hyborian Age, a time period just after the sinking of Atlantis and before anything modern. What I've always liked about Conan is that he's a hero by default. I mean, yeah, he might save the day, but it was usually out of self-preservation or personal gain. He was a thief, outlaw, mercenary, and pirate. He was even a king at one point. But at the end of the day, he was a warrior through and through. No healing factor, just brawn, wit, and highly skilled with the sword. A brute with a code of honor. Conan, a man who needs no last name. The last honorable mention is Lucien Barnes. Okay, so somewhere around 10 years ago, I was in this comic book shop, right? And I'm looking through the back issue boxes. You know, come on, peeps. You all know how we could spend a good hour just sifting through issues one by one. Speaking of, how many of you all would start picking out issues of a book? Then after you got a stack of about 20, you go through that stack and maybe have one or two you'll actually get in purchase. No? <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway, I see this book called Ascension from Top Cow Comics. Let me, let me say that name again. Top Cow Comics. Sorry, I'm picturing the cow as I'm saying it. The cover had this guy with red hair and wings. So I take it out the poly bag and have a look-see. A few pages in and I know I'm buying it. But since it wasn't the first issue, I knew I couldn't read the rest of it yet. So I had to have my guy at the counter order all previous issues for me. The issues came in at random, drip drip. Issue five, issue seven, issue three, drip drip, you know. It ended up taking about two months. Yeah, two months, but it was worth it. So Lucian Barnes is this hardened mercenary soldier that gets caught up in this conflict between two alien races called the Minions and the Dyaks. Both races enter our world due to a rift opened by the Chernobyl, Chernobyl, good freaking Greek, let's try that again, Chernobyl. Yeah, nuclear disaster back in the day. Anyway, Lucien grows wings and gains super strength, enhanced speed, and the ability to teleport. He's instrumental in the war between those two alien races. Now, he gets an honorable mention because the series only lasted 22 issues. Now, I felt it had so much potential. Still, Lucian Barnes lives on in the back issue boxes. For my part, Ascension is well worth the read. Okay, so in closing, send me your thoughts, kd at kdwebster.com or on Twitter at kdwebster4. That's kdwebster, the number four. Who are your favorite comic book heroes and why? If you want your comments read on a future podcast, let me know. 
Oh yeah, I almost forgot. The reason why I said there were no mutants on this list. So not only will I be doing a list of my favorite X-Men in an upcoming podcast, but one of the writers from the 90s show, X-Men the Animated Series, they'll be featured guests. I know, right? How freaking cool is that? So, before I close out, I want to give you a sense of what you can expect in future podcasts. We'll get into comic books and animation, books and movies, might even get into why pancakes are better than waffles. If there's a geek in you, if there's a nerd in you, this podcast is a place for you. We'll have the occasional guests from that indie author popping in to promote their latest project to that down-to-earth entertainer just dropping by to send a quick shout-out. Oh, speaking of shout-outs, my best friend Cletus, I got your message. Hit me up tomorrow and we'll do your interview for the next episode. So I'll leave you with this final thought. Take a break from your world. Visit for a while in mine. Come often, stay for a spell. You all stay sassy and classy. I'm out.